When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Born in San Antonio, Texas, Jeremy Parsons grew up soaking in the sounds of Texas music. He discovered his passion for music in his teen years in high school, taught himself to play guitar, and began to write and perform music. After spending some time in Nashville, he's back in Texas with a new single, Tickin'. Jeremy's my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Jeremy, hi. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Yeah, man. Good to have you back. It's been uh, maybe a year and a half or so uh, since we... I, yeah, it's, it's a weird year and a half, so it's hard to hard to remember exactly. Right. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a weird uh, several years and a half. It feels like we're in a different yeah, universe, it's... man. Feels like a solid decade. That's right. Least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we're on the road to Mars or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the way back. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I believe uh, when we when we got together last time, you were in Texas. Had just come back from Nashville. Is that still the case? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, still in Texas. I'm I'm down here. Uh, I think I'm I'm back to being a full time Texan at this point, which is. Is uh my my timing couldn't have been better, right? Uh, as far as as far as uh, making the best out of the worst. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm down in I'm living back in San Antonio full time, playing all over the state. Uh, I've even uh, gone out of state again. Uh, Reese, I was back in Nashville uh, this past uh, March or April, I believe it was. Stopped Nashville, did North Carolina and Virginia as well. Uh, On tour. Got, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just went, went, went got back out and saw everybody that I hadn't seen. And uh, like we said, feels like forever. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, it's it's been great. I, I'm back back down here. I, I put out a that I, uh, last time we talked. I I think I just released my my Thanks to Come record, mm-hmm. my my third project, and uh, started working on some new, really really interesting stuff during the uh, the uh, d- during the 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 really really uh, unknown a- a part of the pandemic. Um, like pre pre vaccine and all that stuff. Where right. We're like, oh, is this going to be you know twelve years or twelve months? You right, know? right, yeah. Uh, so uh, my buddy moved back from California. We moved him from L.A. to Longview, and uh, uh, which is over in uh, uh, East Texas, mm-hmm. uh, closer to like Louisiana. And and he, when we were moving, he was like, "Hey, man, do you want to just like." dabble around because he's a he's a producer he's worked on like a, a lot of everything like some americana stuff he, he he engineered my second record oh cool and then and then uh the things i need to say record and then uh he went out to la and, and worked on everything from like rock to hip-hop to um music for movies and in all sorts of stuff so uh, but we just started messing around with some stuff and, and it was, it was weird, but it worked, hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. one of those things when mm-hmm. you're like, you're like, man, we, we, we don't really necessarily mix stylistically, but like something about this really seems to, to work. Hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, I think when stuff like that happens, you, you got to pay attention, especially if yeah. you're really doing it from the artistic standpoint right right you know it's like one of those deals it's like man why does this work it's so cool it's like you know it could you could put it out and it could flop but like you know if you're putting something out because like you want it to be the biggest thing you've ever done in your entire life i think it's just about like do i want to keep creating unique stuff that i'm myself am excited and fascinated by Uh and that that's definitely what we got here so i i just I just put that out uh, October twenty eighth, Halloween weekend. Oh wow! So it's real uh, fresh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it is extremely fresh, and it's uh, and I, I think that's probably the best way I can describe the sound. It's been it's been interesting because you know these days you kind of lean more more toward like back back in the day. I think the the labels were like the gatekeepers, you know. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, but but these days I would say it, it's more like the playlisters. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you're trying to find like you're trying to find a home for your track. Yeah. Uh, and and, and uh, I gotta say, man, this one this one has been kind of fun and frustrating because it's <laughs> like I I personally I personally don't know where it goes. Like really? I, I myself like you know have a voice for country Americana like alt country you know that type yeah. of stuff Texas yeah. country. Uh, but my buddy's production puts it somewhere. Like it's almost got this like industrial vibe to really? it, which apparently, okay. yeah, which apparently drives it towards like neo folk. But like, I keep asking the guys, like, "Hey, man, you know, if this doesn't fit <laughs> fit on your playlist, where do you think it goes?" And a lot of them are like, "Go here, go here." I had some dude uh, say the other day, he was like, "Try psychedelic Americana," and I was like, "Is that even a thing?" <laughs> right, that's a new one on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like psychedelic Americana. Why have I never heard of this? Right. Uh, uh. But yeah, it's been fun, man. I think that's like one of the like the cool hurdles of doing this like full time. It's like it's it's exciting when you have something new and exciting. Yeah. Like it's 
because yeah. you know it, it's it, it's groundbreaking for yourself but it's also just like you know I, i've never encountered this this specific type of problem and i never never <laughs> thought i would so i gotta say like I'm, I'm kind of enjoying the process well one of the advantages of i guess the breakup of the big labels is it gives the artist uh, a whole lot more room to be creative uh, than than you ever had in the past because you were writing for the label's idea of what's hot and and who was making it hot and not you know that's another whole story but uh you know if you turn on the radio that's what you want to sound like and and you have to go out and produce something that sounds like that and hope that the label finds it interesting enough and and now you don't have to do that you can you can get together and come up with something that sounds like something that's never been out there before and uh and and really get to uh push the limits of creativity so that's that's cool yeah, yeah exactly that's why that's why, that's what i love it because it's like you know if you if you if you got into this you know because i've been doing this like close to 15 years professionally now mm-hmm. and i've just like learned so much and like kind of evolved as i've gone and stuff but they, but like this is like it's it's always been about like you know i i'm not guiding the music in a certain sense i think in a lot of ways it's been guiding me yeah that's like, a good it, point it tell, it tells me where to go it, it tells me what i want to make like the song to write like because the way that like this stuff happened was was too natural to deny that mm-hmm. it was like the next thing mm-hmm. you know when you just get that feeling yeah yeah and and usually you don't get a a lot of good results in my in my um practice if you if you deny that feeling it uh usually doesn't have really great uh there's usually some negative repercussions right <laughs> uh yeah that, whether it's step backwards or or whatever that looks like for you, but yeah, no, it's it, it's really cool, and, and it is interesting though. Like I said, the the playlisters have kind of taken over for the labels as far as being gatekeepers go. I I sent it to one guy, and and his message back was like, "Man, this is probably the most unique track I've ever heard." Huh. But he he was like, "You're gonna have trouble getting this on playlist because it's exactly what." Uh, why people got fed up with mainstream radio there's like uh, our job as playlisters is to literally uh, a playlist is filled with like a hundred plus of basically the same song yeah yeah what was his exact words to me and i was like that's that's interesting man it's like what you know because it it feels like in an indie market like what we're discussing without the labels like removed from labels is shouldn't we be trying to break down more of those walls? Yeah. Cause like, what are, what are genres anymore? I mean, there's stuff that I don't even know what the heck it is. Yeah. You know? No, I know. I, I heard the term not that long ago called speed grass, which is a really intense form of, of bluegrass music. And uh, a, a traditional bluegrasser would go, what are you doing to my <laughs> banjo? You know, but yeah, which is pretty crazy because bluegrass is already pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's interesting that that, that comment of you know a hundred songs of the hundred a hundred a hundred tunes of the same song. You know, it's almost like micro micro radio. It's, uh, um, but I, I yeah, yeah, it is. I hope there's other spectrum. I hope there's the other side of the spectrum where it, uh, you know playlists are all over the place too because it's. Uh, supposed to be eclectic you know it's one person's interpretation of fun music 
Absolutely. I, I think it becomes like a lot of like everything did. Like you, you go back in the day, there was there was such a like good mix of music when it all started. But right. then it turns into a different like what is it about now? Is it actually about the music or is it about like where we are in the charts or like how much money we're bringing in? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, it becomes the focus and it all it always has changed with that focus. So the playlisters. I'm, I'm sure what it is is they're like, oh, my playlist is gaining popularity. I want to keep gaining popularity. Exactly. How do I do that? Like a I YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's a tough place to be in, but that's their that's their one job. Like my job is to create. Right. <laughs> so so it's a you know it it will it will find its audience and its home, and if it ends up being a cult thing too, that's like cool, man. But yeah. it's also very theatrical, and I've I've always wanted to try to like lean towards like getting stuff and like you know sync licensing and stuff that's one thing i've never done i feel like as i progress i always have just the checklist of like oh what do i want to do next something that i've never done Mm -hmm. uh like with the last project when i put it out because it was like all the shows got canceled and everything i was like (laughs) what do i what's my focus i was like oh i'd like to see if i could get on a spotify editorial playlist oh yeah okay Uh, and I did that. I got on the Texas Texas Country Music one, and and it garnered me like like five five hundred thousand or, or three hundred thousand extra spins or something, close to four hundred. Wow, maybe. But it was yeah, it was it was cool, and it, and like I got to check that off the list. It was it was basically applying myself fully to every single and trying to figure out like where I fit in this ever changing algorithm mm-hmm. and. And it was, and luckily I had plenty of time. You know what else is I going to do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it has it to be fun. frustrating yeah. to as an artist to just when you think you figured out your niche, the, the somebody dumps all the pieces off the playing board, turns it over, and reveals a new game. You know, it, it's uh, like you said. You know, my job is just to create. But if you uh, if you don't know where those uh, pieces that you're creating plug in, it's it's hard. It's hard to keep creating something that is totally you. Yeah, and I guess depending on when you ask me, I, I can I can tend to be frustrated by that. But like like right now, you're catching me in a good mood, and I'm kind of delighted <laughs> at, the, at the journey yeah. and the chase. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, so it's one of those things. Like you know, it's it's either it's either half empty or half full with me. And like you know, some days I'm like like today I woke up and I'm like four or five playlisters is had added the song yeah wow so so it's one of those it's one of those deals and i was like i I love the track it's called ticking and it's it's important too and i think it's i think a lot of the stuff that i'm encountering is some people are kind of like the message is very much like hey the clock is ticking your time is precious Uh what are you doing with it Uh It's it's that old existential message where yeah. you know some pe- some days people wake up and I, I introduce it when I play it live. I'm like, here's a good old existential crisis song for you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which That's which cool. I myself wasn't really experiencing when I wrote it, but I was sitting in this bubble of like you know like I said that it, I wrote it like around that same time that yeah. it was that we were really unsure of like what you know what was going to happen, how long it was going to take, like where we were going to all end up, yeah. Like, within yeah. our, our our all our own separate industries yeah. um but so i you know it's like man it's like i enjoyed the time i spent a lot of time with my dad which you know you don't get that back right so it's you know i i, I utilized it and like i said i i pitched the i put out new music you know got on the, the editorial playlist and 
you know, did stuff that I wanted to focus on. And I, I set a focus and I, I followed through. And um, I think a lot of people, they don't, they want to avoid that question and that message sometimes until it's too late. So yeah. being like presented with it very bluntly and w- with a track that kind of leans like, like I said, it's got this industrial, like that neo-folk vibe that I was yeah. mentioning. And yeah. it, it, it gets kind of aggressive at a point. So depending on where your headspace is, it could it could probably make you, it, you know, uncomfortable in a certain sense with like, oh, oh, my God. I Like, I think I try not to think about this. Right. Well, <laughs> I, know? I would I, I'm not a songwriter, but obviously a, a writer. And and I I would think that it would be the same for a songwriter is that you're you're hoping to evoke emotion in the listener or the reader uh, of the of the of the article listener of the song you you want them to feel happy or feel sad or feel excited or anxious you know it, it i i would think it means that you uh, you've done your job as a songwriter if you can stir somebody up in some capacity yeah, I w- yeah, no, it's it's always the biggest compliment. I, I was playing a show in uh, outside of New Braunfels. I was actually opening up for Corb Lund oh, at cool. a place called uh, Yeah, yeah, really cool show. Uh, he he's fantastic. Uh, it, it it was at Riley's Tavern out there uh, around San Marcos, New Braunfels area, and uh, a girl came up to me after my set, and she was actually a she had gone to she had gone to Berkeley. She made sure to tell hmm. me that. Yeah. I, was, I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, cool. I was like, is this about to be like a diss or a compliment? Because like, <laughs> I don't think we're on the same level of musicianship. Right. That's where you went. Uh, but yeah, she came up and she was like discussing me all like my chord changes and the songs. And she was like, I was so moved. And I looked at her, I took her hand. And I was like, did you cry? <laughs> and she goes, and she goes, I did cry a little bit. And I was like, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your tears. Yeah. They make me stronger. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, no, you, you do love to see that. You want to see, like, you know, whether, you know, the heartstrings or, like, something being tugged at. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it, the listener it, appreciates um, necessarily that the songwriter is after that. The, the real songwriter, the songwriter that's writing from the heart, uh, from the soul is is trying to make you laugh or cry or angry or you know it's like that that what did you cry you know it's like your your song truly worked if you made the listener cry i don't think the the audience listener uh, really understands that that there's that motivation there no no there's not no, no, i think a, a lot of people that you hear get like interviewed that are like really take songwriting seriously you know in, on a mainstream level like it's all about this, like this chasing the hit sensation. Yeah, yeah, right. But you know, like, what is that? Right. You know, that's like being a professional athlete. Like, you twist your ankle, you're done. Yeah, like you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's like, what is a hit? Like, yeah. if 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 a thousand people are like raving about your song, and that's not a huge amount, and you know, you no. think about the vast population. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. If they've connected with it. They they they've made it about themselves. Like, because that's why I was. I told my buddy he was getting into songwriting. He was like, he's like, like, was was sensitive about what what someone was critiquing about a song that he had played at like a writer's night. And I was like, dude, listen. The 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 as soon as you play a song out live, and someone listens to it, connects with it at any capacity, it's it's 
it's basically not your song anymore. You've given it to the world. Wow. Interesting. Like it's like releasing an eighteen year old. Yeah. It was like it's still your it's still your baby, but like they're kind of in charge, you know? Uh -huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because it, you don't know who's gonna share it and who's gonna share it again and share it right. Yeah, and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well it's you also don't want to tell people they're wrong if they if they got something from it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's not for you. Like it's like you, you when people are like, No, I think Bob Dylan meant this and I was like Sometimes Bob Dylan didn't even know what Bob Dylan was talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. so, so it's like, you know, it's it's up for us. It's up to you. Or like the end of a movie when Christopher Nolan or Martin Scorsese, like, leaves you hanging or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, what do you think happened? I was like, that's the exciting part. Right, right. It, it, whatever you think happened is is whatever happened to you. And, and I, I love it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So is this uh, part of an upcoming album or uh, is the album complete or do you, you're not sure where you're headed next? It is. So so it, we actually have I have this all outlined out and it is absolute madness because we had way too much time. <laughs> <laughs> like they they gave us way too much time to create and I am ever grateful for it. But yeah, it, it's just I can only say like it's going to be a lot of stuff. Okay. It's it's basically three EPs. Oh wow! That'll right. be yeah, that'll be coming out. But like, but hold on, there's more. But wait, there's more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the third EP will be broken down into three parts. <laughs> yeah. All at once or so, three parts, one after the other. Three parts, one after the okay. other. So wow. so like basically, what I what I decided to do was uh, I just brought forth like this massive catalog of songs that I had like been writing because like i said i had too much time so i was experimenting and ticking the new song is one of them it's uh -huh. the lead-off single that will, will essentially be the life uh ep and there'll be two more singles that we have lined up for this one and then uh we'll go to the death ep hmm. uh which discusses uh life discusses like uh you know the concept of like this is life what are you going to do with it right. so ticking was obviously the best first foot forward on that and death will be like it's not it's not so much as like death in the you know definitive sense of like you know here's the grim reaper uh -huh. say goodbye uh -huh. but more of like you know all that you've kind of lost like okay. we we had a lot of friends that went off the rails during the pandemic and there was a lot of a lot of things that, like as 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 musicians we lost a lot of people who inspired us yeah. like john prine died from right. covid like Right. We lost Justin Towns Earl during the like during the thing. Like there's it, it's a lot of like stuff like that in there, like the loss of the death of a friend uh -huh. who might still be living, you know, like dealing with the process of like my my buddy who produced this, Dustin Martin, he lost both of his grandparents uh -huh. and his girlfriend left him at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh -huh. It was just like a lot at once. Yep. Um and then the so the third project is called the in betweens, so so we give ba basically life and death are like both of the bookends, and then the uh, the stuff in between the bookends will be the third project that will be broken down into three parts that at this point I have basically titled like meet the family, meet the friends, like because you know it, it uh, one thing that. I love my last project a lot, but one thing I saw was like, cause I read all the reviews and the, and the critique and everything. And uh -huh. it's funny because I always, 
try to go hyper personal, but put it on a broad spectrum. So like not every, like people don't feel excluded. They mm-hmm. hear the struggle, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or they hear like the love story that's unraveling or, or whatever. So they can apply it to themselves is what I try to do. It's like a fun writing exercise. But with this one, I, a lot of people in the reviews of that, they were like, we feel like we didn't get enough of Jeremy Parsons' personal life. Oh, okay. And I was like, I was like, okay, be careful what you wish. Right, for. watch out, yeah. Because the in betweens is bit like I like I I like I'm adopted. My birth mother's in prison in Memphis. Like, there's there's some stories. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's like I'm 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 just gonna I'm gonna put him out there. You know, I I think it's you know why not and. Right. Uh, you know all this, and and it's and it's just been fun, like producing these songs, like trying to find weird ways to like, uh, like make noise sound like an instrument. Like the, there's one of the tracks uh, on the Death uh, EP that it, literally the percussion is us like throwing silverware down on the floor in a bucket, oh, and wow. it sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really cool. fun and it's different and it's exciting and I, and I think I think that's you know it's always a good direction to go in like for, for me specifically like yeah. to each their own but right. like I I love when someone can kind of nudge me outside of my comfort zone and, and and in the process like I end up like showing up in a snuggie on the other end being completely comfortable with what we did because yeah. it's just like I I think that's the whole joy of like i said creating and being an artist right. like we we should be able to go outside of that comfort zone because i think we we kind of expect that from other people as well so sure. yeah. why would we not put that pressure on ourselves as yeah well? so the um uh the new song is uh ticking and it's going to be part of this this big project that we talked about how can people uh track with you and and what's the best way how do you like to communicate website where where's the best way to find you and keep keep tabs so home base at the easiest place to send everybody without you know over complicating it with at handles and stuff like that uh, you can go to jeremyparsonsmusic.com okay i prefer instagram so if y'all find me there uh uh i it's just easier for me to get on and off of without witnessing all the drama. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I like pictures. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, uh, it's been great to catch up with you and, uh, man, it's just, I'm excited about the new song and, and, uh, the stuff you got going on. And, uh, I certainly, uh, hope it finds a big audience and clicks with the right people and, uh, that you have huge success with it, Jeremy. Thank you. Man, we shall see. Either way, we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, good what, deal. That's, what, that's all that matters. Yeah. Right? yeah, I appreciate you having me back on, and uh, it's always a pleasure, man. I look forward to catching up again next time. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.